Hey, and welcome to this episode of the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast. This show is for you if you are looking to get your pet business noticed in a way that feels right, feels good, and can even be something that you actually enjoy. I'm Rachel Spencer, and I help people working with animals in lots of different capacities, from product makers to service providers, let go of all the things they feel they should be doing and focus on the things that they want to do. And I really believe that if you are promoting your pet business in your own way, you're going to feel more comfortable talking about the work that you do, meaning you're going to reach more people and have more of an impact. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to write a press release for your pet business. So I'm going back in time. I'm actually re-recording an episode that I did four years ago when I first started this podcast. It was the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast back then, and the focus was solely on press coverage. It's changed quite a bit over the years, but I am going back to focusing on press coverage. This is something that I've helped my clients with continuously over the years, and this episode is being re-recorded because so much has changed since I recorded it the first time around. And I want to talk to you about how to write a press release so you can learn how to go and do it. But I'm going to cover lots of other things as well, particularly what journalists want and how there is a lot more to landing press coverage than writing a press release. So the key thing to get across to you If you're listening, particularly if you're a new listener and you've clicked on this episode for the first time and you've never listened to this podcast before, but you know you need to write a press release, I'm going to give you a little bit of background about me. So I'm a journalist. My name is Rachel Spencer. I have been since 1999, so a whopping 25 years ago as I'm recording this podcast in January 2024. And I've written for local, regional and national newspapers. Back in 2006, I went freelance and I've continued to work for national titles, women's magazines and websites. And what happened when I went freelance, a few years years after that, in 2009, I adopted my friend's dog, Daisy. My friend Jane had had a baby. Um, Daisy was a little bit lively around the new baby and she was going to come and stay with me for a few weeks and that ended up... um, with her staying for a lot longer and Daisy lived out her wonderful days with me. We had nine glorious years together. And when I got a dog myself, I turned into a full-on crazy dog lady. We'd had a family dog already when I was growing up, but I'd never had a dog of my own. But you know what it's like when you get a pet, you revolve your entire world around them. And it meant that I was also, um, you know, bringing Daisy into my work as well. So I found myself writing about the pet industry, writing about trends, writing about new things that you can do, writing about all kinds of things related to being a pet parent. And that led me to start my own pet blog. So my pet blog, it's called The Paw Post. I launched that in 2017. That appeared in the top 10 UK pet blogs. And what happened then was that businesses and brands, pet business owners would approach me about being on the blog. And then when they found out I was a journalist and could help them land press coverage and bigger titles other than, you know, on my tiny little corner of the internet, they wanted help with that as well. So that led to me writing a book called Publicity Tips for Pet Businesses. You can go and grab that on uh, Amazon if you want to. It's the grand sum of £12.99 and you'll learn all you need to know to get publicity for your pet business. Um, And then when I wrote the book, I thought, I'm going to start a Facebook group for the people who've read the book and might want some more support, might have questions, that kind of thing. That is now the Your Pet Business Content Your Way community. It's been going for six years this year. after I started the Facebook group, people wanted more support. So I started working with people one-to-one. And then that led me to put together an online course. Then I created this podcast. Then I created a membership. And since 2019, I've helped over a 1,000 pet business owners appear in newspapers, magazines, 
on the radio, on the telly, including BBC Breakfast, on websites, on podcasts, on leading websites, and a lot, a lot more. So if you are listening to this for for the first time, um, I hope that qualifies me as somebody who can help you when it comes to writing a press release. But the key thing that I really want to get across is you've clicked on this because you want to know about writing a press release. And the fact is, journalists are not that bothered about press releases. Yes, they're helpful. They capture all the information that they need. But what they really want is stories. And by the end of this episode, you're going to have a feel about how to go about finding them in your pet business. So how to identify what a story is. I'm going to share some examples with you, plus what you can do if you would like some support. And I have a range of very affordable options for you if you would like some support with this. So this episode is going to cover what a press release is, why you'd have one, when you'd need one, what makes a story, what to include in your press release, what to send with your press release as well, some things to avoid with your press release, and then also how you can get my support as well if you would like some help with this. So what is a press release? So I thought I would just go straight to the internet and get a simple definition for you. So a press release is a written communication or statement provided to the media for the purpose of announcing news, events or other newsworthy information about an organisation, business, product or individual. It's typically prepared by public relations professionals or communication teams and is distributed to journalists, editors and other members of the media to encourage coverage of the subject matter. So that sounds very fancy and it sounds like you need to go and hire a PR or a communication specialist. The fact is, you as a small business owner are more than capable of writing a press release on your own. There are loads of um, guides out there. There's going to be a guide in this podcast episode. So you don't have to go and hire somebody to write a press release. You can go and do one yourself. As I said, the main thing um, to think about is that you are putting together something newsworthy. Otherwise, your press release is going to end up in the bin and that there is a story that you're giving the journalist as well. So that's my real, um, that's the really key thing that I want to get across you don't need to go and get somebody to do it for you you can do this yourself if you you know I'm going to give you some help in this podcast episode if you want some more help um, that's available to you as well but you this is absolutely something that you can do as a small business owner and I was talking about this in my newsletter actually earlier this week the world has changed massively since you know coming up to 18 years ago when I first went freelance Back then, there was no social media. Um, if you did want to send out press release, you probably would have to go and hire a PR firm because it, this information, the information that I'm sharing with you now on this podcast episode, just wasn't accessible back then. You didn't have, um, you know, you didn't have social media. You didn't have Facebook groups filled with journalists who were looking for people to interview for stories or, you know, filled with journalists who will read your pitch and tell you if they like your story idea. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't, or X. We didn't have TikTok. We didn't have all of the social media platforms, which has really lowered the um, barrier to entry when it comes to getting in front of journalists and editors. You can go and connect with journalists on the Times and the Telegraph and the Mail and Your Dog Magazine or Edition Dog on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter or TikTok. Or you know, it's amazing how you can connect with these people. So the world has really, really changed, and I really want to stress that this is something that you can absolutely do yourself. The main thing is that you do a good job of it and that you have a story idea in the first place. So we've talked about what a press release is. Why have one? Well, you're going to want a press release because you want to appear in the media. So that's probably why you've clicked on this podcast episode. Maybe you've seen other pet professionals talking about being on the radio or having their product featured in a magazine. Maybe they've been in your favorite magazine and you want to have a bit of that as well. 
having a press release, getting some press coverage, you know, it, you've seen other people do it. It could be your goal to do the same. And, you know, when where we are now in 2024, there are so many different ways to reach people. I've talked about social media. I've talked about podcasts, all those different things that you can go and do and you can create yourself. But being in the media helps you reach thousands of people in one go, possibly tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions, multi-millions. If you appear on Mail Online, you're going to reach multiple millions of people globally in one go. And while it is brilliant that you can go and publish things yourself, having press coverage is really, um, you know, it's really impactful when you think about the volume of people you reach. The other thing about having press coverage is it's that third party validation, that, that extra credibility that you're getting from being written about by the journalist. We can all say how brilliant we are, but if a journalist is writing about you, you know, that's their, you know, that that's their, you know, that's adding to your credibility. That is them, you know, putting you forward, putting you in front of that audience. And that really does increase your visibility and also build trust as well. Um, as I said, there's a belief that you need a press release um, to do this and that it is a useful thing for you to have if you're approaching a me- approaching the media. But again, like I say, always be thinking of the story. When, you're, when are you going to need a press release? So there will be some circumstances when it's a really good idea for you to have a press release. For example, if you're creating a new product, I remember going back, yeah, it would be seven years, in fact, eight years ago now, um, there was a brilliant new product that came out called Pitpat, and it's an activity tracker for dogs. It's like a Fitbit that, you know, we have as humans back in, you know, back then in 2016, um, Fitbits were, you know, they were quite new then. Now we've got Apple Watches, all kinds of other fancy things. Um, but I remember getting a Pitpat, which was like the equivalent of a Fitbit for my old dog, Daisy. And uh, it started with a press release. The um, Actually, it was a creator, a lovely guy called Andrew got in touch and sent me an email, sent me a press release, asked me if I wanted to try out this product and I was like wow yeah this is amazing I love my Fitbit so I was really up for trying out this pit pat and he sent me uh, one to test I tried it out on my dog I used the app I did all of the really cool things with it and I wrote about my first person experience now he had a new product that had come out he wanted to connect with journalists he went and found me his PR team went and found me and he ended up landing some really great coverage in the national newspaper from a press release so that's an example with a new product Maybe you've won an award. Your press release can capture the information and you can send that out to your local media. Okay. I'm going to give you some other um, story prompts as well. Because if you're thinking, I really want to get some press coverage, but I don't know what, what it's going to be about. I'm going to give you some story prompts in this in this podcast as well, where you can think, okay, I didn't think I had anything to write about, but actually now I've got a prompt here. You've given me some inspiration for a story. I can actually go and tackle this. So let's think about what makes a story. As I've already said, journalists want stories. They don't really want press releases. So you need to package up what you have as a story. Like Andrew, back in the day when he sent me the pit pat, he told me the story was that you can get a fitness tracker for your dog. Yeah, there was a press release in there as well, which explained a little bit more. But the thing that really grabbed my attention was you can get a fitness tracker for your dog. Okay, so that's what the story was. Here are a few examples from clients that I'm working with to inspire you as well. Um, We've got Zoe Willingham. She's a dog behaviourist and trainer from Suffolk. She's got had loads of press coverage and she regularly appears on BBC Radio Suffolk. Anything happens in the news um, around the pet space, around dogs, for example, the XL bully ban, um, the rising dog bites. Um, a report came out this week by the Royal Veterinary College 
talking about um, problems with problem behavior with lockdown puppies. Radio Suffolk rang Zoe and said, can you come on the show and can you talk about this topic? Every time she goes on the radio, she sees a spike in inquiries. So sometimes she's getting actually jumping on a story that's already in the news and getting coverage that way. One really great example of Zoe having a right result from um, putting a story out to her local press was when she had a story about winning an award from Theopathetis. Theopathetis, former Dragon's Den, Dragon uh, runs the Small Business Sunday Award. She won the award. She went and had a photo taken with Theo. Um, she then pitched it to a local press. It, they ran the story. They shared it on their social media channels. And she had 64 inquiries in one day. So we uh, WhatsApp me to tell me about this, about how it had just gone crazy. I'll share the screenshot of the WhatsApp in the show notes that go with this episode so you can go and see it for yourself. So that's one example of a story. Another example um, of pulling a story out of of, you know coming up with your own story idea um, is we've got Rachel Down now Rachel Down makes bone broth for dogs so that's interesting isn't it but the real story is about how her bone broth came to be so Rachel had um, Rachel was very poorly she had health problems after um, after she was pregnant after she had her two children she had a, a number of health problems and she did some research she basically taken a lot of antibiotics um, and that had led her to become very, very poorly. So she did some research and one of the things that she discovered was that bone broth could really help in building up, um, you know, building you back up, helping with your gut health and helping, um, you know, helping you recover basically when you've not been very well. I won't go into all the details because I'm working with Rachel at the moment. But Rachel decided that, that the bone broths that she could find didn't have they had some of the ingredients that they had. She had um, food intolerances too. She'd been, as I say, she'd been really poorly, and some of the, most of the broth she was finding um, had ingredients in that, that were going to make you know that weren't going to you know weren't going to help her. So she decided she was going to make her own, and she's now the founder of Boil and Broth. And she's also got, um, that's a broth company for dogs. And she also has a broth company for humans as well. She's got these amazing, amazing products. But the story is all about how Rachel's own health situation led her down this road of finding out that bone broth could help. And then when she found out that she, you know, the, most of the broths on the market um, weren't going to work for her because of her food intolerances, she made her own. She made the bone broth for humans, but then people started buying it for their dogs as well. And she now has a thriving business. So that's Rachel's story. The press release could be woman makes bone broth for dogs. That's, you know, it's all right. It's interesting enough. But what we really want to know is the real story behind it and why Rachel made her bone broth. And that's when it makes it so much more compelling. And it also means that you're going to get a much bigger story as well. That's probably going to go in a big newspaper or a women's magazine or a hope both um imagining rachel's going to get a lot of interest in what that she, in what she's doing then we've got sarah jones sarah from my anxious dog she makes yellow space awareness products that's interesting again but the real story is about the impact that her work has had so sarah has her own anxious dog called bella bella's a gorgeous cocker spaniel bella um she realized you know something wasn't right with bella from being a puppy she would um you know, she would shy away from people and other dogs. She would sometimes bark at other dogs. She very much wanted to be by Sarah's side. But it wasn't because she was aggressive. Sarah discovered by working with the behaviourists that she was scared. The problem was because Bella was a pretty spaniel, everyone wanted to fuss her, everyone wanted to go and stroke her. Other dogs would come over with their humans. Bella was really stressed. Sarah was really stressed. And Sarah read about how yellow, the colour yellow, signalled that dogs needed space. She couldn't find any products that were suitable and robust enough to help people understand that her dog did not want people 
jumping all over and making a fuss of her. So she made her own. And Sarah's been making these products for a good few years now, and she's had a huge impact. She's helped hundreds and thousands of dogs all over the world with her yellow products. Her products changed Bella's life for the better and Sarah's life for the better too, and her work has had a huge impact. So Sarah, you know, making yellow space awareness products, that's quite okay, that's interesting, but the real story behind it and the impact that she's had, that's much more compelling. And this is why working with an experienced journalist is going to make a difference because working with a journalist is going to help you find the story in what you do. So I'm going to give you a couple of prompts, as I said earlier, that would give you if you are, if you are stuck thinking about the kind of things that would make a story. I've got something like a new and innovative product, like the Pit Pat. We have um, an award or a milestone, like Zoe winning the SBS award, that can be newsworthy. A career change can be really great. There's a fabulous uh, dog trainer called Katie Saywell, and she works with Dashuns, and she used to be a police officer. She had some brilliant coverage about how she went from you know being a bobby on the beat to working with sausage dogs. So that, you know, from two can be a great hook or angle. Community and charity work can be really great. That can provide lots of um, lots of inspiration for people. That can be newsworthy. An inspiring animal, like we can look at Bella as an inspiring animal in Sarah's story. And a human interest story, something like, you know, something like Rachel's story, really, with the bone broth, where Rachel's sharing her personal story about her, her health problems and how this led to this light bulb moment and led to her creating this product, which now helps humans and dogs. So there are some story examples for you. As I say, if you're you're stuck for, you know, if you're not sure, then do reach out to me if you would like some more support and you think you might have a story and you would like a bit of help. So next, I'm going to talk about how to write your press release and story. And I used to have a template for this, but I've actually taken it down because things change. Like the template that I created, it was four years ago, and I do things a little bit differently now. And, you know, how press releases are presented um, and how I write things, you know, it changes like changes probably every few months. So if I create something and leave it on the internet, I can't just leave it there for years and years. What I would rather do is actually give you personalized advice for you and your business and dig into your story and find out, you know, how we put it together and write a press release that's individual for you. And it's not, you know, it's, it's you and it's got you and your personality and everything else in there. There was absolutely nothing wrong with my template, but I've taken it down because I feel like I want to have that input into people's stories because it makes them so much more compelling. And also because, you know, this is also how I how I run my business and this is how I earn my money as well. I do give a lot away for free on this podcast, but I do think if we're working together on a press release, I would like to work with you and that will mean you coming to work with me in some capacity. And as I say, I've got a range of really affordable options for you. So main thing to think about your press release we need you know put the date on it that's going to help you want to have a catchy headline think about the kind of things that make you click on a story don't worry about things but feeling clickbaity we want them to be clickbaity really great example um is with one of my clients nikki french who has she went viral a couple of years ago um she's got a book called stop walking your dog and she has an awareness day called don't walk your dog day it happens every april the second and we worked together on a story about her basically saying that you should stop walking your dog. So that goes against everything that we've ever been told, doesn't it, when you have a dog. And the headline was something like, you know, dog leading dog trainer tell uh, urges owners to stop walking their dogs. Well, that's going to make people click, isn't it? So catchy headline. She wasn't saying don't ever walk your dog again. But the fact was we wanted people to stop and click on that story. So that's a great headline um, example there. 
So we have the headline and then we have an intro. The intro is the first paragraph of your story and that should tell the whole story in one line. In Nikki's example, it will be, you know, a dog trainer who a dog trainer is urging people to stop walking their dogs on, um, you know, National Don't Walk Your Dog Day. Okay, so that tells the whole story in one line. It wasn't the best intro. I could probably do a lot better than that, but I'm doing it on the fly in this podcast for you. Then we build on the points in the story in the following few lines. So we might talk a little bit more about who the dog trainer is. We might talk about a bit more about the reasons why she's telling people not to walk their dogs. We might have some information in there about some common beliefs around dog walking. Then we would add in some quotes from you, from the person who is putting the story out that relate to the story. What is the key thing that you want to get across? What do people need to know? We then maybe include some stats or research if any of that is possible. So when I was talking about Zoe earlier and the um, Royal Veterinary College report that came out this week, there were loads of really great pieces of information around what new puppy owners, um, you know, what lockdown puppy owners have found challenging since since adopting their puppy um, or bringing their puppy into their world even. And one of the really worrying things was that four out of five new puppy owners who had a puppy from lockdown had used an aversive method. So that's the kind of stat that would be really helpful if Zoe was putting together a press release about that research. You might want to include some further quotes. So you would put some interesting information, stats, research, or additional information in the middle of the story. And then you might want to put in some extra quotes just to reinforce um, the point that you're trying to make. Maybe, um, you know, if Zoe was writing about lockdown puppies, she might include a quote from the Royal Veterinary College And then you would conclude the story by telling the reader what you want them to do next. Let's say you're having an event. It might be the details of when the event's taking place and where and what time. Let's say if you're urging them to go and buy your book, it might be the link to buy your book on your website. Let's say, for example, um, you are launching a charity appeal for a local shelter. You might have the Just Giving page there. So think about what is going to be like a call to action, really. You know, what do you want the reader to do next? It might be to find out further information. I would always encourage you, if possible, to get your website in there because if you get your website um, in a press release, in some online coverage or even in print coverage as well, particularly with the online, it's going to improve your um, your ranking on Google and your visibility and your domain authority and all kinds of other wonderful things. So building links is really important. If, you, if it's relevant, do put your website in there. I would always try to um, have your website in at some point during the story. Um, so that's a little bit about how to write your press release. Um, as I say, this changes all the time. It will depend on what your story is as to how you write your press release. But that is the, that is a nice skeleton structure of how to do it. If you want to go and get those, the point you've listened to me rabbit on here, if you want to go and get those, those pointers, just go and have a look at um, the blog post that comes with this podcast episode. Swipe up on the app that you're listening to or head to my website and you'll find it um, in the um, podcast area of my website so next let's think about what else to include with your press release so the journalist is going to need images to illustrate your story and again it's useful to have somebody with an understanding of the media to help you choose the right ones let's say you're writing a story you're sending off a story about how you're doing a charity bike ride for your local shelter who you got you know who helped you find the perfect dog we're going to want to see you on your bike. We're going to see. We're going to want to see you with your dog. We might want to see you with the people from the shelter. We might. We're going to want to see pictures that tell the story. You may also need video. Uh, you may need a case study. Let's say Sarah from My Anxious Dog is talking about the impact her work has had. She might have a case study with one of her clients who has worn her yellow products. 
and can talk about the transformation it's had for them. With Rachel, with her doggy bone broth, she might want to share a story about a dog maybe who who had pancreatitis, who had the bone broth and who is much healthier and who's really, you know, whose health has really improved. So that's a case study. Again, going to be really helpful if you've got someone to support you um, in putting that together. And depending on your story as well, the reporter might want to sample your product or service. So when I recorded this podcast the first time around, like four years ago, I didn't actually have a pet related business. Um, but now I do. I've got a dog friendly holiday cottage. And one of the things I do if I'm working with a journalist is I always offer them a stay. Because it's one thing them saying, you know, just using what I've written on the website or using whatever information I put together about the cottage and writing about it. But I'm going to get so much more from them if they actually come and stay here because you're going to have that first person experience where they can say what the cottage is like. They can have their own photographs of the dog there. They can talk about, you know, how close it is to the beach and what it was like for them. It's really going to bring it to life. So you might want the reporter to try your product or your service. And that's really going to help make your story so much, really bring it to life, really, really make your story so much, so much more compelling and also make your story stronger as well. You might, you know, if the, if you if you have um, a press release which is quite, you know, quite mediocre, that might only appear in your local newspaper. But if you have somebody who's actually tried out your product and it's really, um, you know, made an amazing transformation, or you've got this awesome review, it might go into a bigger title as well. So actually thinking about getting people to sample your product or service is going to make your story a lot stronger. So. Let's think about like what you shouldn't do with your press release. There's loads of don'ts out there. Um, I've got a podcast actually, which I'll link to in the show notes about um, do's and don'ts when dealing with journalists, which I think you'll find helpful if you're looking at this topic. But the biggest one I'm seeing as we record this in 2024 is people using AI to write press releases. Now, I don't have anything against AI. I think it is amazing and I... It really does have its place and it's so useful in researching. The definition of press release um, I used in this podcast episode was from AI Um, and it really does have its place. But please do not, really, I'm begging you here, don't get AI to write a press release and send it off because the journalist is going to know that you've done that and they are going to put it straight in the deleted folder and it's probably going to damage your future working relationship. Feel really strongly about this. Okay, so... If you get free press coverage, that's worth at least hundreds of pounds, potentially thousands, potentially tens of thousands of pounds. If you get press coverage in Mail Online, that's going to be worth like £70,000 upwards if you were paying for it as um, sponsored content or, or, you know, an online advertorial. That's a lot of money. Do you want the journalist to think, oh, this person has just put a load of information in ChatGPT or whatever AI platform and it's spat it out? within seconds and that's what they're sending me you have got please please take the time to put together something that's from you that has your personality in it that's compelling that shows that you've thought about what the journalist really needs so please don't use ai i hope i've got my point across there because honestly the main thing is that the damaging the future relationship and i don't want you to do that i know that if you just spent an hour with an hour on a call with me we'd be able to put together a decent press release rather than, you know, that would, that would I can never guarantee, but would most likely be printed rather than, you know, and then you can go on to have a wonderful relationship with your local media or whatever media you're dealing with rather than, you know, be, in their, be on their blacklist for sending a totally AI spat out thing that they're not going to be able to use. So 
We talked about lots of different things here. If you are if you are thinking that you would like to get some press coverage and you feel like you would like to have a press release and know how to write one, um, and you would like some support, you've got a couple of options. First up is my Pets Get Visible membership. It is just £30 a month to join. And the focus for February 2024 is getting your pet business in the press. If you're listening to this episode in the future, then you can go back and watch the workshop that I did in February 2024. And you will see everything that you need to know to get your pet business in the press. So obviously, if you're listening to it as it's going out and you want to come and join us in February, you can come live to the workshop on Zoom and get your questions answered. If you're listening to it after February 2024, then don't worry because you can still get all the information. You just won't be there live on the call. So how do we, how am I going to make it happen for you? Well, we're going to have the workshop and this is going to cover how to identify an angle, write a pitch and write a press release. As I say, I'm going to share loads of examples. I'm going to share examples from like the people who have shared today. I'm going to share examples of how I've done it with Sunnyside Cottage. I've been in The Guardian. I've been in The Sun newspaper. Um, I've been in leading dog magazines. I've been on um, podcasts. I've been in award-winning pet blogs. So I am walking the walk with this stuff. And believe me, the press coverage that I've had is has landed some really amazing bookings and the press coverage, I believe, has taken this cottage from being pretty empty to being no enough fully booked. So I'm going to share my own example with you and how I do it on the workshop. Like I say, if you're listening in the future, don't worry, you can still go back and watch the workshop. It's also going to come, come with a workbook where you can write out everything that you need for your press release. And you get to keep that as well. Uh, we have coaching. So there are two calls every month where you can talk through your story idea and get my expert advice. So Again, if you're listening in the future, you can still come along to the coaching calls and talk me through your press release idea, your story idea. Show me your press release and I can give you my expert advice. Um, I can, you can never guarantee um, that your press coverage, sorry, that your press release will be picked up. And I will be honest and tell you if your story idea isn't going to work and I'll help you think of one that will. But I can only do that inside of my membership and, you know, come and join, come along to the coaching call and we can make that happen. We also have co-working calls. That's where you can sit and get your press release written. So these happen on Zoom. You come along. We all sit there on Zoom doing our work. You can work on whatever you want, but your press release might be the thing that you might go and do on the call. Um, and then we talk about what we've done at the end of the call. So you get that support. I did a co-working call this week with um, a lady called Debbie from Red Hound for Dogs. She's going to be sending off press releases about a new book that she's got coming out in February. And we identified some key journalists that she can go and approach and go and you know start nurturing a relationship with before that happens. So these are the kind of things that happen when you come and join the calls. This is the kind of support that you get. Finally, we've got the community. That's where you share what you're working on and ask for feedback from me and the other members. Plus, you get the support and the cheerleading when you get your coverage as well. So that's the Pets Get Visible option. It's a subscription. You pay £30 a month. You can stay for as long as you want. If you cancel the subscription, you no longer have access to the resources. There is no minimum term. It works just like Netflix or the gym. So in theory, you could come and join for February, get all the stuff that you want to get press coverage, and then you can cancel your subscription if you want. I don't think you will want to because you got a heck of a lot of support in there. But if that's what you want to do, then you can do it for the grand sum of £30. Then finally, you can work with me one-to-one -one as well. That's where we'll work on your story idea and your press release. And, you know, you'll just get bespoke advice for you and your business. And it will just be me and you on the call. These consultancy calls start at 199 and you can buy one on the Work With Me page on my website, which I'll link to in the show notes. And if you would like longer term support, then I will put a link that you can 
um, arrange a time to chat on the phone or on Zoom. So if you would like longer term support and to work with me more closely, then I can arrange for that too. So I hope that that has helped you um, in knowing what to do if you want to write a press release for your pet business. You know what's inside of the press release, you know how you, you can go about it, but you also know loads of other things from the horse's mouth, from a journalist, about what journalists are actually looking for and what they want. Like I say, if you would like any support with that, there's loads of different options, at lots of different price points. Do come and get in touch with me. You can find me on social media at Rachel Spencer UK on all platforms. My website is rachelspencer.co.uk. You can connect with me there. Come and find me in my free Facebook community as well. It's your pet business content, your way community. That's also a place where if you've had some press coverage, I love for you to go and shout about it as well. So you can come and celebrate with me. And as I say, if you'd like to come and work together, then all of the options that I've talked about here are in the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this uh, episode of the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast. I would love for you to join the over a thousand people who've had press coverage from using the steps that I show you and teach. So do let me know how you get on. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode of the podcast. Bye for now. Take care.